Welcome to Beyond the Benediction. This podcast is created for the exploration of the Bible, the examination of the church, and the expectation of the Christian life. We will cover topics that will both challenge and encourage you and help us to live lives dedicated to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here's your host, Kevin Toomer. This is Beyond the Benediction. Thank you for joining me on another podcast adventure. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe so you can stay in the loop. Beyond the Benediction podcast on YouTube. Let's blow it up, family. Let's get as many people as possible. I want to get those subscribers up on YouTube. If you're listening to me always on those streaming services, I thank you, but YouTube is where it's at to help me out. So again, check me out, subscribe, like, and share. Now, let's get right into this week's episode. What happens now that God has done that blessing for you? You've been praying, you've been fasting, you've been serving, you've been doing all the things that God, you think God wants you to do. And finally, after all the sweat and the tears and the frustration and the wondering if he's going to do it, now you're saying, won't he do it? Because he finally did it. So you're like, yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. But now what happens next? What happens next? Because the reason why this whole podcast, this episode is coming to fruition, because sometimes what happens is our relationship with God a lot of times is totally one of convenience and totally one of a business arrangement. Oh, when we're waiting for God to do it, oh, we're faithful. Oh, we're praying. Oh, we're fasting. We're reading the word. We're spending as much time with God. And in the interim, hopefully, You're growing closer. You're getting filled with his presence. You're getting filled with his power. You're reading the scripture. So now you're you're spiritually, you're getting better. But then when that blessing finally lands in your lap, a lot of times we stop. We stop praying. We stop fasting. We stop rejoicing. We stop worshiping. We stop serving because now I'm good. Finally, I got the spouse. Finally, I got the job. Finally, I got the position. I got the house. I got whatever it is. So now, unfortunately, God is no longer priority. God becomes an afterthought. So this episode, I want to talk about three things that we should do, because hopefully you're in a position like me where you're waiting on God to do something. And if we have faith, and believe he's going to do it. We believe that God is going to come through on our behalf, but we have to have the right posture and the right perspective for when God does come through that we don't forget all about him, that we kick God to the curb, so to speak. We marginalize him and say, okay, now that I got what I want, I don't want you anymore. Now you might think that may be a little extreme, but let's be honest. A lot of times that's exactly what we do. We are totally with God until God gives us what we want. Now God is in the rearview mirror. So again, we'll talk about three things that we should do once God does what you've been asking him to do. The first thing we should do after God has done it is we need to, real simple, give thanks for what he's done for you. Now, let's be honest. Sometimes we may give an obligatory, oh, Thank you, Lord. And it kind of stops there. But God has been so good to us in so many facets and so many ways, even prior to the blessing. So what happens is once we get the blessing, then the, 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 the praise starts to wane. 
what happens is now we stop giving thanks to him. We start thinking about what we're going to do with the blessing. Okay, now I got the job. Let me get ready to go to work. Now that I got the spouse, let me pour into this, my new, my new wife, my new, my new husband. Now that I got a position, now I'm going to switch into, okay, how can I make this happen? Whatever it is, we now switch into receiving mode instead of worship mode. So we have to make sure we understand, and I'm going to talk about this later in the episode, that the reason why we got is not even because we deserve it. The Bible makes it clear that God reigns on the just and the unjust. He blesses how he wants to bless. So he was being benevolent and even give you that blessing. And think about this. I talked about it in the introduction. He is so much of a genius that even while we're waiting to be blessed, we're still being blessed. Because we're in his presence, we're learning more about him, we're learning more about ourselves, and we're growing. Now, another episode, which is not this one, we could talk about how we don't give God thanks in the waiting period enough. And I know, both hands raised, guilty of that, because no one likes to wait. I know sometimes I can be impatient like the rest of us. But we got to make sure that once he does it, We let everyone know that he's the one that did it. We give him thanks. We give him glory. We don't tell people, I got this blessing because I waited so long. Or I got this blessing because I was faithful. Or I got this blessing because I earned it. Because when I was waiting, I was serving in ministry. I was doing a podcast. I was teaching and preaching and serving and singing and doing all this stuff. So now people get the impression that somehow you're responsible for that blessing. That you earn this thing that God gave you. The scripture also says in James that every good and perfect gift comes from above. So every blessing we get is a gift from God. So how dare we not give the credit to God? We don't want to be guilty of getting something great from God and at the same time stealing from him. Because what we're doing is we're getting the gift and stealing the credit. So think about that. We're actually in a situation where we're just consuming and not giving as a Christian, of course. It is better to give than to receive. That includes giving God glory for what he's done for you. So we got to make sure where once that blessing comes to fruition, once it's manifested by God, of course, not by you, (laughs) make sure that you give him thanks for what he did because he didn't have to do it, but he did it. So give him the glory for it. Here's a scripture for this point. Luke chapter 17, starting at verse 15, 15, says, One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus shouting, Praise God! He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. This man was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, Did not hear ten men? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? So now for those who don't know the story, this is a story about these 10 lepers. They went to Jesus and Jesus miraculously healed them. Now, if you know anything about leprosy, this is one of those diseases where during this time, you did not associate with the, the regular population. You were sequestered away. You could, you had anywhere you went, so you had to say unclean, unclean. So you were a pariah. You were an outcast. So for this to happen, and we're going to talk about it a little bit later, this was a major blessing. Their lives had literally been transformed. They went from being, again, cast out to now being included. So the scripture says, 
out of all 10, only one came back and said, thank you, Jesus. So, and the scripture says Jesus makes a point, and not a point this episode, but he made a point out to the Jews and the leaders. He was saying the only person that came back wasn't even a Jew. He was a Samaritan. And again, trying to do two things. Letting them see how fallacious they were in not giving God glory, but also letting us see and them see that God's blessings aren't limited to one group. He can bless and he loves everyone. But in the context of the scripture, in the context of this particular episode, look at what it says. This leper came back praising God. You and I, I'm going to talk about it a little bit later. When God does something great for us, usually it's something like I said earlier, You've been really wanting for a while, waiting for a desiring. And a lot of times, like this leper, it's a life-altering, life-changing thing that God does for you. So who are we to be healed of leprosy in the terms of a relationship? Healed from leprosy in terms of a position. Healed from leprosy in the terms of our finances. Where now we were excluded or didn't have enough or will look down upon now, will usher it into where we're accepted. So just as his leper acknowledged God and his role for changing his life, we need to do the same thing. Whenever we God, God blesses us, we got to make it a point of emphasis to tell everyone we know when they see us blessed, we tell them who blessed us. That is not because we're so diligent, because let's be honest, a lot of times, when we're waiting for God to do something, we don't wait the right way anyway. We're not patient. We're not always sinless. We're never sinless. We're not always doing the right things. We're not always serving diligently. Sometimes, well, most of the time, well, all the time, <laughs> God's blessings don't come just because we're faithful, because we're not always faithful. But it because he loves us, because he's a good father, as the scripture says, that gives good gifts to his children, that's why the blessing comes. So are we faithful and God can bless us for our faithfulness? Sure, he can. But more times than not, when it's something we've been waiting for for a long time, God just does it because he loves us. God just does it because that's part of his character. So again, it behooves you and I to make sure that when people ask you, how did you get it? You tell them unequivocally, it was him and I'm just a recipient. Give him the glory and not. Try to steal it and keep it for yourself. The second thing we need to consider after God does what he says he's going to do for us, after we receive that blessing is we need to reflect on where God has brought us. Now, by that, I mean, of course, we need to make sure we have a vision or a view of how far we've come. We look back on where we were when we first petitioned or asked God for that blessing Versus now when we have the realization, the manifestation of it, you and I can surmise, man, it, it's been a long journey. It's been not just a long journey, but it's been a, it could be, a, you could say, let's be honest, it's been a rough journey. Because sometimes, guess what? You fall short. Sometimes in the waiting process, you don't always wait with the right posture. Sometimes, myself included, we get impatient. Oh my goodness, how long is this going to take? Okay, I see my friend getting theirs and I haven't gotten mine yet. But now we're hating on them because they got theirs. All this time, God has been working behind the scenes and we're complaining. Let's be honest. So during that time, we're complaining, but God is still working. Then we get impatient. 
we make a misstep. We fall short. We fall in a trap of the enemy. And now we get discouraged. Now we think, oh, you know what? Maybe God's not going to do it. It's been a while. And you know what? I've been messing up. I haven't been doing like I should. I've committed some sins, some indiscretions. So now, you know what? Maybe I'm disqualified. Maybe God is saying, you know what? You've messed up too many times. Well, guess what? I'm not going to do it no more. So all of these things happen. And in this time, God still not only blesses us, but he still molds us. He still shapes us. He still has not given up on us, even in the times when we almost give up on him. So when you think about that long journey, and now you're at the end of it, at least in this perspective, you look back and say, wow, look at how faithful God was to me. All those times I almost gave up, all those times I was this close to quitting, all those times I was thinking, well, let me come up with a plan B because obviously God can't do it or won't, or he won't do it. So during that time, and you look and see, man, as much as I tried my best to sabotage God's plan, it still came. It still, he st- it still worked. I did my best to mess it up and it still worked. And God still gave me, and let's be honest, I talked about this in previous episodes, Ephesians, exceedingly and abundantly, more times than not, that blessing exceeds, exceeds what you even asked for. So now when you think about that, you can't help but look back as, as they say, my soul looks back in wonder. So now you look, look back and like just incredulous. Oh my goodness. Look at what God did for me. Look at how the journey was. And even in that journey, he did such a wonderful job of not just giving it to you anyway, but molding you in the waiting process. You grew stronger in that journey. You grew closer to God in that journey. You realize who he is in that journey. You realize, okay, you know what? There's some areas of opportunity in this journey. So even in that, when you look back on where he's brought you from, again, you don't just give him thanks, but now you give him even more glory because, man, you really do get a chance to say, won't he do it? Because he's already done it. So now when you make that phrase, you're not just giving a, a church colloquialism. You're not just parroting something that everybody says. Well, the next time you say, won't he do it? You'll be like, man, I know he can do it because he has done it. And he brought me through a mighty long way. Here's a scripture for this point. One of those popular scriptures you probably heard a million times, but it really fits this point. Psalm chapter 40, verses 2 and 3. It says, he lifted me out of the pit of despair, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on solid ground and steadied me as I walked along. He has given me a new song to sing, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see what he has done and be amazed. They will put their trust in the Lord. Now, I don't want to go too far from my last point, but look at what it says. He lifted me up out of the pit. A lot of people know that scripture. He let me out of the mire, the miry clay. So think about it. Miry clay, place that's stuck. You can't move. A lot of times when we're waiting for God, we feel stagnant. We feel like we can't progress. Or we feel like God is not progressing us. But he, when, the, when that manifestation comes, when he finally gives you that blessing, when it's finally in your hands, when he lifts you out of that clay of desperation, that clay of stagnation, that clay of frustration, that clay of doubt, 
Now you look back and say, man, look at what he's done for me. Look at how far we've come together. Because remember, you're not in that path in this journey by yourself. The whole time you progress from petition to realization, he was with you every step of the way. Even when you messed up, even when we didn't believe, even when we started thinking that God's not going to come through, he never left us, as the scripture said, or forsook us. He was there the whole time. So when you and I finally get what God has given us, we got to look back and give him praise because, as I said earlier, he didn't have to do it and he definitely did not have to be with us as he gave it to us. So we need to look back and remember where he brought us because, again, we want to give total credence and have the full appreciation for what he's done for us. Because think about it, anything you do in life, any endeavor, any challenge you have, if you've ever done something where you've marked your progress and you look back at it and you say, man, I've come such a long way. I remember I used to be here. Now I'm here. And you marvel and you you appreciate the journey. The same thing when it comes to God. Once he gives you what you've been asking for, look back and wonder and praise and give him glory for taking you the long way in this case, because the long way was the best way because he wanted to give it to you his way. And the last thing we need to consider when after God gives it to us, after God gives us that blessing we've been waiting for, very simple. We need to share what he's given you. I've alluded to this in the past, that everything God does is more than just for you and I. Yes, we're blessed. Yes, it comes packaged for us, but it doesn't stop with us. Why would God give you that job if it's only going to bless you? Why would God give you that spouse if it's only going to bless you? That car, that house, whatever it is you've been praying for, if it just stops with you? Because God doesn't just love you. (laughs) He loves other people. And guess what? If I bless Kevin and Kevin is appreciative, other people can be blessed too. And God is in the blessing business, but he's also in the people business. So when he gives you that blessing, you and I need to, of course, as we talked about, give thanks for what he's done. Think about where he's taking us. But now we shift our focus to how can I pass this on? How can I pay it forward? How can I bless someone else with this blessing? Because again, Our gratitude should change our attitude and our aptitude. So now we're thinking, okay, God has been so good to me. I don't want to hoard it. I don't want to keep it to myself. I want people to know how good he's been. And sometimes the way they know God's goodness is for you to share the goodness that God has given to you. Because let's be honest. I mentioned this again in other episodes. There are some people who have come to Christ because of your generosity. Come to Christ because of your benevolence, because you were kind, you were loving, and you were giving. And it was not because you was trying to show off and like, look at me, I got this big car, this big house. No, you was like, look, this is the God I serve, that he does, again, exceedingly and abundantly. Then you tell him, man, I was I was just hoping for a nice place to live. I got a big house now because God gave it to me. I was just looking for some companionship. I found the love of my life. 
I was looking for a position that I could use my gifts. They put me in leadership here so I can really do something to operate on my gifting. So when you do that, then you say, okay, now that I got this house, who can I help? So who would I know that may need a place to live? Now that I got this spouse, who can I mentor? What married couple or single person can I say, hey, let me tell you what awaits you if you continue to trust God and let him choose your kingdom spouse as it were. So all of these things, again, it comes into when God gives you a blessing, it's not for you to hold on with both hands and bury it in the sand. He wants you to let everyone know he did it for you, but also you have to find a way to let other people be blessed by your blessing. Last scripture, and we're all done. Very famous one, Matthew chapter 5, verse 16. And it says, in the same way that your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly father. So it sees right there that God wants us to, our good deeds is to share what he's given us, to share that blessing, to let people know the cliche coming, if it had not been for the Lord on my side, where would I be? Too often, as I talked about it again, the crux of the episode, we are so in tune and close to God until God does what God does, until we get the the culmination of those prayers. Now my prayer has been answered, I stop talking to God. So what it is, is we got to make sure we share because again, God is so good and so wonderful. And such a blessing to us and such a great, great father that when he finally gives you what you're asking for, the least you can do is share with others. As the scripture says, let your good deeds shine for all to see. And it's not, again, don't feel like you're trying to show out. Or I'm going to age myself with this flodge. <laughs> And try to, you know, shine and that, yeah, look at me, look at me, look at me. No, you say, look at God, look at God, look at God. Look at how he did this for me. And guess what? Here's a part of it. Here's a blessing. Here's a part. Here's a way that God can bless you too. Here's a way that I can share my goodness. Because what good would it be in anything that God gives us if we don't want to share it? What good would it be for God to bless you with finances, with whatever it is, and all you're doing is just spending it or just just totally absorbing it for yourself. Don't you think, not only don't you think, don't it, doesn't it just feel better when you give to other people? Doesn't it just feel better when you bless someone else? Don't you feel like you're close to God when you act God-like in sharing with other people? And when you have this major blessing, and think about this, that's why God gives you and I more than we ask for, so we have no excuse not to share. Think about it. Because if you wanted, I'm just picking some out, if you wanted five gallons of something, right? And he gave you exactly five gallons. Praise the Lord. That's good. But you might say, well, you know what? This is exactly what I need. But if you ask, for five gallons of something, and he gives you 50. Do you have any excuse why you can't share? Because you only asked for five. You don't need 50. But guess what? Susie needs five. Joe needs five. Tom needs five. Diane needs five. And you got a surplus. 
So you and I have no excuse. And could it be that maybe that's why some things haven't come your way? Because God is working on you to have a perspective of, I want to make sure that they share what I give. I don't want them to build a bigger barn to hold more than they what they even asked for. So we have to do what the Matthew scripture says. Let our good deeds shine and give God glory for what he's done. So we have to have a mindset of sharing what he has for us. So as a point of reiteration, as we wrap up for this week, how do we, what do we do when God finally gives you what you've been asking for? When he finally answers that prayer, you have to give thanks for what he's done for you. Make sure that everyone knows it was him and not you. Then you have to reflect on where he's brought you. Look back and enjoy and appreciate the journey you and him took together and how you're the better for that journey. And then lastly, share what he's given you. If the blessing stops with you, then maybe he's not going to bless you with it. Have a mindset of looking to reflect what he's giving you and shine that light, as Matthew scripture said, to the whole world. So again, make sure, and, I, and when I do these episodes, it's always something where I feel like God is leading me in a direction. Hopefully this is a precursor. that Maybe you or I, that blessing is going to come because he's trying to get you to get prepared for what's going to happen when it comes. So I encourage us to don't lose sight of who the real blessor is. Is him. And not only the real blessed sword, but the real blessing is that you and I have a relationship with any with him altogether. Because regardless of whether he answers our prayer or not, we're still blessed because he knows us and he chose us and he still loves us even when we're not lovable. So have the right perspective. I believe he's going to do it. But now make sure you have the right perspective and the right plan once he does. Thank you so much for watching and listening. I pray this episode blessed you. And as always, make sure your light shines brightest for the Lord Jesus Christ beyond the benediction. Until next time.